Welcome back to the Podcast Positivity Show. It is your host, me, Marlena G. It is a beautiful and bright Monday. Get ready to get into the Word of God with me, so stay tuned. Today, I would like to cover the topic of being a warrior, a mighty warrior in your daily life, in in your relationships, in your walk with Christ, even in your marriage. And men, this, this devotional today is for you. I'm targeting men, men in this devotional today, because I really feel that, guys, you need a word. You need a fresh word on this day. And I am here to bring you that fresh word. What does it really mean to have the heart of a warrior? That is a challenge for me. I like the idea of being a fighter and going to battle. But often the images in my mind are different than truly being a warrior for God. If I am fighting self-defined battles, my tendency is to be selfish. I fight for what I want instead of making sure I am fighting for what God wants. Being a warrior for God involves fighting for something that is much greater than myself. Fighting for him means I fight the battles that truly matter. And in that fight, I follow Jesus's example. That can also be tough because Jesus led like a servant and ultimately laid down his life for me. If I am to fight like Jesus, I have to be willing to do the same as he did. The good news is that I don't have to fight or do it in my own power and my own strength. Jesus is right there fighting by my side and I have his power and his strength. Each day as I fight for something great, for my marriage and my family, he is right there with me. With Jesus at my side, I will win the battle day after day, and so will you. Fighting for your marriage as a warrior in Christ. I have some Bible verses. Be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous and be strong. 1 Corinthians 16 and 13. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Philippians 2 and 3. I depend on God alone. I put my hope in him. He alone protects and saves me. He is my defender, and I shall never be defeated. My salvation and honor depend on God. He is my strong protector. He is my shelter. Shelter. Trust in God at all times, my people. Tell him all your troubles, for he is our refuge. That's Psalm 62, 5 through 8. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's John 15, 4 through 5. Have I not commanded you? 
be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua 1 and 9. These are very, very great scriptures that you can literally apply to being a warrior in uh, Christ, in your daily uh, life, in your marriage, relationship. You know, if in order to be a good husband and in order to truly uh, lead your family, you have to first guide a self. You have to first get over a lot of selfish desires, selfish wants, selfish needs, and understand that you are to uplift your wife and that you are to carry and cover your wife and your children, your family. You know, um, once you die to self and, and, and began to pick up your cross and follow Jesus, because the Bible says that you're to pick up your cross and follow Christ. Once you do that and you begin to live for God and live for Jesus and live in the way that he has um, um, said in his word uh, for us to live, then you are able to become that great warrior because now you're a warrior in Christ. You are fighting with a Christ-like fight. You are covering, respecting, and cherishing, and protecting your wife and your family. And so that makes for a more healthier marriage. You, you, your wife will have that glow in her eyes when she's being respected and cherished and covered and not mistreated or lied to or looked at as the, uh, the weaker vessel. She is the weaker vessel, but she doesn't want to be looked at in a disrespectful manner as the weaker vessel. You are to cherish her because she's the weaker vessel. You are to make sure that she's being uplifted and encouraged and carried on a daily basis and that her needs are being met in your marriage as the weaker vessel because she's she needs you. And there's a saying, unhappy wife, unhappy life. If you want your family life to be good and you want your life to be happy and at peace um, in your marriage, then you need to make sure you are covering and pleasing and keeping your wife happy. And that means first going to the Bible, seeing what it is that God has placed um, before us, um, how to live, how, how to how to follow him and carry out his plans and, and hear his voice for the uh, divine will that he has set up for your life. When you are chasing after God and when you are seeking God thoroughly and following his commandments and listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, then you are able to fight with a great fight and you become a great warrior and you can definitely lead and shepherd your wife and your family and have a very successful, healthy uh, marriage. I would like to um, go to a little bit of commentary about, you know, what God, what is, what marriage really is. Um, it's very clear that from the beginning, God intended the marriage union to be blessed, fulfilling and happy. First, he created man in his own image, able to love, communicate, and create, and placed him in a beautiful garden where all the desires of a pure human heart could be met. But God's amazing work of creation was not complete until he made a woman. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him, Genesis 2 and 18. A helper, a companion, his his equal, someone to share his deepest thoughts and return his unfailing love. 
When God led the woman to Adam, his joy was complete as he declared, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, Genesis 2 and 23. Following this declaration, we read, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Genesis 2 and 24. Jesus himself repeats this verse in Matthew 19 and 5 and adds, So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore what God has joined together, let no man separate. Matthew 19 and 6. The Apostle Paul again refers to the same verse, explaining that the marriage union is a picture of the great mystery, Christ and the church, Ephesians 5 and 32. So as you can see, marriage is a sacred union formed by God, and it is for man to cherish that union and know that he is blessed that God has created that union and gave, given him that union. You know, um, Man is not complete without woman. It says it right here in the Bible. So make sure you're lo loving and cherishing your wife, giving her, you know, the attention that she needs in your marriage and seeing to it that you guys are on one accord and that you're hearing out her desires and her thoughts and that you are um, allowing her to know that her feelings and things that she aspired to do is important to you and very important to uh, your your relationship. And I just think that guys, this is, this is something that is definitely important uh, for you to take into account. Now, I also would like to uh, ask you some questions. Here are some questions. These are seven questions I have prepared for you that you should write down um, and, and ask yourself. And, and I think it will definitely start a conversation within yourself if you are being that warrior that you need to be in your marriage, fighting to make sure that it is healthy and, and, and godly. Um, and here are these questions. Question number one, do you see yourself as a warrior? What do you desire to conquer? Question number two, what does it mean to fight for something greater than yourself? Because your marriage is definitely greater than yourself. Question number three, let's talk about Jesus as a warrior. In what ways did he fight and conquer? What was his motivation and desire in that? Question number four, today, what is the battle you are fighting that matters the most? Question number five, how can you bring God into your battle? Question number six, what does it mean to you to be a servant leader? To not only be a leader, but to also serve. Question number seven, would you... Would your family call you a servant leader? Why or why not? So those are very valid questions. And if you can put some answers to those questions, I, I really do uh, feel like you can get that conversation started on the inside of you to, um, you know, make you uh, look at your situation, look at your marriage, look at your family life um, and, and, and see if it, it's fruitful and see if you are fighting with a, a great fight of a warrior. And it, in all things, do not do it out of vainglory or conceit. You know, make sure that you are walking in the way that God says to walk and you can definitely shepherd your family. This is, this is a devotional for you guys today and I hope you receive from this and um, I just hope that it blesses you.
Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. I really believe I have something special to share with the world. And Anchor is helping me do that. And I love how easy to use their podcasting tools are. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, go to Anchor FM Start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's Anchor FM Start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. I would like to speak to those of you today who is facing something um, a bit scary. It might be a decision that you have to make at work, or maybe it, it's a, a life decision. It's uh, family members or maybe a spouse that you have to decide to make a decision um, about in a certain situation. Or maybe it's a health diagnosis or a... Um, anything. It could be anything that you're facing that you feel is too hard for you to face. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. Maybe you feel like you can't see God in that situation and you feel alone, like God has left you, like like God is not there in that situation and you don't know what to do because you can't see your way out because everything looks like it's headed for disaster or everything looks like it's going to end badly. Well, I want to encourage you today that God is always with us. We have a Savior that definitely understands what we are going through. We have a Savior that is definitely um, um, aware of the things that we go through in our daily lives and the challenges and the trials that we often face and see. So I I wrote a book, Never Forsaken, because at a point in my life, I went through a really hard time. Um, I was I was given a health diagnosis and I didn't like the diagnosis, of course, because it wasn't good. I mean, and and no one likes a diagnosis um, of any type of uh, disease or um, um, disability or issue or health problem. And that diagnosis was that of an enlarged heart. Yes, the doctors had told me that my heart had become enlarged. And so at the time I was pregnant with my child um, that I was going to be giving birth to uh, shortly. And they were saying that it's not good for a woman to give birth to a baby with an enlarged heart. And so they were concerned and they were giving me all of the worst news of what could happen during that delivery. 
And so I had to take a stand in my faith in God and say that I was going to believe on God, believe on God, believe in my Savior Christ Jesus to be there with me through that situation and not give up on God because he never gives up on us. So I would like to read a few pages or maybe a page or two from my book, Never Forsaken Today, just to encourage you, whoever you are out there dealing with whatever you're dealing with, to keep moving forward, that God has not left you. It's from chapter four, titled Welcome Baby Gartner. That's my last name, Gartner. The baby arrived and I was wiped out. The surgery was a success. I could barely keep my eyes open as the medical team transported me to a more comfortable and quiet room with less doctors, nurses, and other medical personnel. My son had been taken to the nursery. I was anxious to hold him in my arms for the very first time, but too weak to do so, and I fell fast asleep. After a while, I was awakened by a nurse who brought my baby in nicely swaddled in a clean white and blue blanket. I held him and fell in love with him instantly. He was absolutely gorgeous. My little guy had a head full of dark hair. Every finger, every toe and limb were all there. Thankful and grateful to God is the only feeling I had within me during such a precious moment. I had made it through the delivery without my heart failing me and without having a panic attack. I knew that all my prayers had been answered. God had been in that delivery room the entire time, holding my hand and carrying me through to the end, just as he had promised. Hebrews 13 and 5 says, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. The nurse came back and recommended I allow her to take the baby to the nursery so I could get some rest. I knew she was right. I didn't want to make the mistake of dropping my child on the floor in the event that I fell asleep with him in my arms. That would be a hard thing to forgive myself for. So I passed her my little angel and fell fast asleep shortly thereafter. The next morning I woke and had a breakfast and some fruit juices. I noticed that during my slumber, baby Gartner had been returned to his infant bed alongside me. Soon my mother had re- my mother was standing in my room and visited with me and us for a while. My medical team knocked on the hospital room door, then entered at once. I w- it ex- it was I'm sorry, it was explained to me that they wanted to enter. I'm sorry. It was explained to me that they wanted to speak with me about baby Gartner. We are here to get, we are here to give you an update on your baby's test results. The doctor said, baby Gartner has ventricular septal defects in his heart. Whoa, hold the mayo. I felt a deep sense of concern rise in my throat. I was silent. I didn't know what that meant, but it had to mean something was terribly wrong with my baby's heart. With my understanding of the word defect in particular, my mother began to ask questions and the doctors proceeded to tag team on delivering me their test results. 
Baby Gardner has two holes in his heart, one in the top chamber and one in the lower chamber, the doc said, with a look of concern. What could this mean for my son? I thought quietly to myself as they further explained to me in detail, your son is doing fine for now, but we want to keep an eye on him a bit longer before we release him. The doctor was holding a thick set of papers and he handed them to me. Here is some information on the test we ran and what to expect. I took the stack of papers sadly. The doctor continued, there have been many cases like your son's where the child grew out of the condition, but it's too early to tell. Once he's released, we will have him scheduled with a pediatric cardiologist to keep track of his heart health. Worst case scenario, we might have to perform heart surgery. I looked at my mother and she looked at me. We both had looks of concern. I was terrified to hear this news. My child was only an infant. I had never heard of heart surgery on an infant before. It was all new information to me. I had made it through the delivery without the predicted complications, only to learn that my baby had heart defects. How much bad news can a girl get in one lifetime? One could only hope that the Lord had a plan already in place to offset the bad news. Never Forsaken, my book I wrote, um, it's a true story. You can get it at Amazon.com and BarnesandNobles.com. But as you see, after making it through the delivery with my son um, and not going through any of the health problems they said that I would go through with being diagnosed with an enlarged heart, just to find out that now, oh, my son had had a heart condition and that um, it was a life-threatening condition. So eventually my son took very ill and he eventually had to have heart surgery at just 10 months of age. But I say that to say this, and I share that because God brought us through that situation successfully. I stayed on my knees in prayer day and night, and I had to get over my fear of the worst and believe on what God says, that he would never leave us nor forsake us. That is our Savior, Christ Jesus, promised to us. And so we have to believe that and know that that is true because my son had his heart surgery and he came out of that heart surgery with flying colors. He did an amazing job with the surgery. He's now eight years old. He's thriving. He's doing things. He's running around, jumping and playing like a, a, a big, strong, healthy little kid. And his heart is healthy today. He no longer has the holes in his heart. Those were repaired and God has healed him of that situation. So I just want you to be encouraged today to keep moving forward and to know that there is a God and you are not alone in your situation, but that he's going to use what you're going through as a testimony, as a way to help somebody else and to encourage someone else is a chain reaction. We need encouragement to flow like a row of dominoes falling. We do. And so in that, it touches lives one to another when we give our testimony and tell our story and tell how God has healed our bodies and helped us along the way. And so be encouraged. You're going to make it through. You're going to make it through and God is going to see you through it. And I would like to hear your testimony. 
I would love to hear your testimony. Please visit my Facebook page at Marlena Gartner Never Forsaken. It's M. Gartner, actually. M. Gartner Never Forsaken. Uh, find me on Facebook, and I have um, posted my message board uh, link where you can uh, message me right here on the podcast. That's M. Gartner Never Forsaken on Facebook. And I have posted the link where you can message me here, message me, message me, I'm sorry, here on the podcast. I would love to pray for you, send your prayer requests, whatever concerns that you have. I will stand in agreement with you on your situation, but know that God's going to do the work and you're going to have a great testimony and it's going to help somebody else. Be encouraged. It is now time for our good deeds around the world today. We're going to be highlighting two organizations, the American Red Cross and World Vision. Let's start with the American Red Cross. The American Red Cross is a humanitarian organization led by volunteers providing relief to victims of disasters. The American Red Cross also helps to prevent, prepare for, and respond to emergencies. Clara Barton founded the Red Cross in 1881. World Vision. World Vision is a Christian relief and development organization dedicated to helping children and their communities worldwide reach their full potential by tackling the causes of poverty. World Vision was founded by Bob Pierce in 1950 to provide long-term care for children in crisis and developed its first child sponsorship program in Korea in 1953. And that has been our good deeds around the world today. If you know anybody that's making an impact or doing a good deed in the world, please visit my Facebook page, M. Gartner, Never Forsaken. I have posted a link to my message board right here on the podcast. I would like to hear about that organization or that individual that is making a difference. Listen to the Podcast Positivity Show on Radio Public. It's free, easy to use, and helps listeners like you find and support shows like mine. When you listen to my show on Radio Public, everyone benefits. How, you ask? Because Radio Public rewards podcasters with the paid listeners rate. And for you, the listener, it's free, easy to use, with no hidden fees, charges, or credit card signups needed. Listen on iOS and Android. It is time for our inspiration of the day. Here's made new from Life Church on the Open Network.
That is all the time that we have for the show today. I thank you for fellowshipping with me, and I hope that you will have an enjoyous rest of the afternoon. And until next time, may God pour out his blessings on you until we meet again.